Welcome to another episode of Band Director Bootcamp, the podcast with productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors. I'm your host, Leslie Moffat, and I'm really grateful to be sharing this platform with you. As busy band directors, we know you don't have lots of time to watch lengthy professional development webinars, so we share 20-minute tidbits and takeaways you can use to support you in this awesome profession in a healthy way. And I'm really excited today to bring someone who I actually played in the Cascade Youth Symphony with in the 1980s with her father. Um, <laughs> way back in the day, we sat next to each other and uh, played the trombones together. And um, now she has just wrapped up her 10th year, I believe, as a middle school band director teaching uh, sixth through ninth. She's going to tell us for sure here. Sixth through ninth band. Uh, jazz band and mariachi and she's been a busy girl in that role and she has learned some things and she's going to share some things with us about really talking about um, some wellness things some things for our mental health and our our well-being so andrea welcome welcome andrea brannon thank you i'm so excited to be here tell us a little bit about why you're a band director oh why i'm a band director well it was uh the environment in which I grew up, the band room was my playground as a kid. My dad, as you already mentioned, he was a middle school band director for many years. My uncle, Andy Robertson, was also a band director. My mom has played viola in the Cascade Symphony Orchestra in Edmonds for my entire life. So I just grew up around musicians and around rehearsals and concerts and concert spaces. And uh, when I was 12, I took a trip to China with Dr. Montag, Dr. Debbie Montag, who was a big role model for me. And I remember sitting next to two kids I couldn't speak with, and we were reading music off the same music stand. And I just thought that was like the most powerful thing. And I thought, I want to do this forever. This is a cool universal language and a cool way to meet interesting people. Awesome. Well, I can relate to the growing up with the dad who's the band director and hanging out in the band room. So that's the reason I'm doing this gig for so long, too. Well, what Andrea's going to talk to us today is how she became healthier and happier and how she has built deeper uh, relationships with her colleagues because of an intentional, again, intentional choice she made. Um, and she's going to tell us why she made that choice and how that all came about. So can you tell us a little bit about, first of all, what it is we're talking about here, what you learned to do that's helped you so much? Sure. Um, I feel like it's a little bit easier to actually start with where I was going wrong um, as, a, as, a, as a good starting point. Um, when I took this job, I'm at a Title I school in Mount Vernon, Washington, and it's six through eight. And um, it was a, a pretty small program that was a fixer upper when I took it on as a recent college grad. Um, and I took that super seriously. I hit the ground running. I like more than doubled numbers in a couple of years and um, was really given it everything that I had. I was doing master classes after school. I was requiring every kid to take unpaid private lessons with me as an assignment. So I was here until like six o'clock every night because I was really taking that title one thing to heart where I was like, I don't have private teachers in Mount Vernon. I don't have resources in Mount Vernon. I am their resource. And if I don't give them everything I have, they won't, they won't have the same uh, opportunities that I did growing up when I was going to the Seattle Symphony for fun and taking private lessons and all these things. So I was trying to recreate the privileged experience that I grew up with for kids that didn't have those resources, but I was trying to be all of it. I was trying to be their private teacher. I was trying to lead small group ensembles. I was trying to be their band director. I was trying to be, you know, 
uh, parents who would take them down to Seattle to see professional musicians. I was trying to do it all. Um, I was also taking extra gigs in the community where music teachers would drop out of this elementary school's beginning band doesn't have, have a teacher. So I would say yes to that. And Skagit Valley College needed an extra music teacher. So I said yes to that. So there was a time where I was teaching on three campuses um, full time at the middle school, part time at an elementary school and part time at a college. I was also playing with the Seattle Wind Symphony. And as you can tell, just by the way I'm describing this, I was totally burning myself out on both ends. Um, it was it was a lot. And then my band was selected to perform for the concert hour in the 2018 Yakima um, Allstate Convention. And then the following year at All Northwest. So I did two conferences back to back in the middle of all of this. And that was, that was my breaking point. It was in 2019, at the end of that second conference, um, I reached a point where I was like, I can't continue to be everything to everyone all of the time. And I took a leave of absence. And coming back from that leave of absence, um, I really made some significant changes, which resulted in, in what you're talking about now, where I left work every day at my contracted end time. Um, I stopped doing private lessons or at least focused them only on kids that really needed them instead of giving them to everybody. Um, I started interacting with my colleagues differently. I didn't make it all about band and what was happening in my band room. And it wasn't, you know, I used to be one of those teachers where it's like the school exists so that it, there's a place for the band room. <laughs> That's why the school exists. Um, and I started seeing the bigger picture and um, noticing my colleagues as people who were working really hard too. And I just had more space. I had more space in my life and in my mind um, to notice notice other things and other people and to also let other people and other things into my life and diversify my interests. Um, instead of going so deep in band, I was able to explore other things. So like you, you didn't do as many activities with your groups. Is that what I'm hearing? Instead, It was primarily that I, I stopped doing so much out of school work. Um, and yes, I did do a few less activities. I took away music movie nights where I used to have the kids in the band room and we would watch old musicals that I thought was important for them to see. Um, a lot of my kids are probably never going to see those musicals now. And that makes me a little sad, but there's there was also, I needed Friday nights back in my life. Um, we don't go to concerts down in Seattle anymore. Again, that's something that makes me sad, but there had to I had to come back with a different approach because I realized that Yes, I am the only resource for these kids in this community. However, if I burn myself out to a point where I can't do it anymore, then they don't they don't have me in any capacity. And I'm good at what I do. So I want to be here. I want to be at this level. I want to help these kids succeed. And I can only do that if I'm coming to work feeling good about my life, you know? You know, you've said what so many of them, you know, it, I don't have time to take care of myself. And then you, what you said is, if I don't, I, they won't have me in any capacity, right? So, so if you're burned out or like you took your leave of absence and had to be gone, I also did the same kind of thing many years ago, um, had to miss three months of school because of that. And then they had a lot of sub after sub after sub, and that wasn't helpful. And so it was more helpful for me to cut back on what I was doing at school, but to do it well and to be fully present there. Um, 
you know, a lot of teachers say, oh, I only work contracted hours. And if you found yourself doing that, did it, did it stress you out a lot that you might not get things done? Or how, how did you cope with that without it becoming a stressor? Well, I did have the benefit of time on my side. I mean, being 10 years into the career was different than being four or five years into the career. So there's a, and, and I've been at the same school. So there's a lot of things, a lot of systems and routines. Um, I kind of have a machine in place, I think, as a lot of us do at this point. And so in terms of what was happening during the school day, that that part started to become a machine that would run itself. Now, I will readily admit that there's some things I'm not very good at and have not gotten very good at. And so there's some things that you know, like I'm not super great at staying up on grading. Maybe that's some things that like lots, lots of band directors would say that, but so there's, there's some things that um, don't get done during the school day. Um, but yeah, I would say for the most part, it's just been a matter of cutting out um, all of those little extras that I would sort of call enrichment, musical enrichment Ooh. that I, I just had to, I had to say, you know, I'm their band director. I'm not their private teacher. I'm not their parent. I'm not like, there has to be a delineation here between who I am to them and what I am to them and, and what I'm not. And so it was, it was a lot of the enrichment things that have gone away, but you know what? My relationships with my kids are still just as magical and just as meaningful as they ever have been. Um, we still cry when we say goodbye to each other or when we have beautiful musical moments in class. And none of that has changed. I, I think I used to believe that I had to go above and beyond and be all of these things for them, for it to be the meaningful, magical experience that I had growing up. Because um, Dr. Montague, for anyone who knows her, was definitely a grab life by the horns and like do it all kind of person. And my dad was like that as well. And I had to do it differently. You know, it's interesting because um, I heard that message. I was told a lot of times, you're enough what you bring to the kids. You don't have to do all these extra things when I would get overwhelmed. And I didn't believe it either. I thought, no, it'll fall apart if I don't. But you're right. Those relationships are still there. You might not have as many activities and memories of activities that you do together, but we still build the relationships. And and it's not as exhausting, you know, <laughs> so you can pay more attention and, and be more vested. It Lots was also... Oh, sorry. I was, I was just going to add that it was good. It was kind of good for my mini band director God complex that some of us struggle with to step away from my position for six months and watch someone else run it. And because I had one long-term sub that ran my program for six months and that was, it was really good for me to realize that uh, the, it, the show will go on, you know, even when I wasn't there doing every little extra thing um, that, that really kind of helped to humble me and remind me that the kids are going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Before we get to the final question, let's just take a minute to talk about how you can put some of these practices that we've been talking about on Band Director Bootcamp podcasts into practice in your own life. Welcome, Band Director Bootcamp listeners. If you're feeling a bit burnt out and are ready for support and accountability partners in your wellness and productivity, we have an amazing opportunity for you. Join our 90-day virtual boot camp, a community initiative designed for busy band directors like you who love their job but seek a more sustainable approach. We'll meet weekly, discuss your wellness goals, and develop strategies to help you achieve them. 
We'll tackle productivity hacks and fine-tuned systems for the upcoming school year. With 35 years of experience, I've got some tricks and tips up my sleeve that I can't wait to share. So as we move into a new season of our lives, if you want to feel empowered and supported by like-minded individuals, this is your chance. Reach out to me at banddirectorbootcamp.com or click on the link in our show notes to schedule a 15-minute call. Let's ensure this is the right fit for you, get you signed up, and embark on this wellness journey together. Because together, we rise. All right, we're back with Andrea Brennan, and we have a final question for you. Um, and I'd like to ask you to, you know, you've, you taught a little more than half your career prior to a pandemic. Then you had, then there was the whole pandemic thing. And so new teachers that are just getting started are in a whole different world, you know, mindset and training than, than we've experienced. Um, can you think of something you might want to offer to them to think about at this stage in their career so they don't have to go through what you went through on the, the whole burnout? Like, uh, yeah, I, let's see, new teachers. I mean, I think that some of the hard truths of being a new teacher is that there is an element of just having to go through a grind for a couple of years and learning a routine. And, and that's not to say that you can't find balance in the first few years, but there is an additional stress that I, I think probably just comes with the job of learning everything for the first time. You know, the, the rehearsal seasons and the concerts and the festivals, and you're doing them all for the first time. And so so that does come with an element of um, just added time and learning curves. But if you can find a mentor that can help you through all of those things and offer tips to make it more efficient, um, that is invaluable so that you can learn faster ways to do what you're already trying to do and save time. I also find that it's really good for me to have relationships and friends outside of the music world, which is something that when I was a younger teacher in person, I would have rolled my eyes at 100% um, because I was, I don't know, I was kind of raised to believe that musicians were where it's at. And, you know, there's musicians and there's plebeians, you know, kind of a thing. And I'm just joking around here, but I, I kind of would just surround myself with musicians and it meant that I was in it quote in it like all the time because it was always that's always what the conversation was about and my wheels were grinding and um being able to get out of my workspace and into different relationships where we talk about different things actually feels more like space from work and frees up some of my mental capacity and emotional capacity for when I come back to work the next day and I'm ready to get back back into it. Man. So much to to think about, and you're you know the whole uh, we're here. I'm hearing a theme with a lot of the people I talk about or talk with, and I hope that the folks are listening, um, even those that are seasoned directors, is having a life outside of the band field. Um, I don't know about about you, but when I when it was my sole obsession, I don't think that was healthy for the students because I kind of expected them to be as devoted as I was. And absolutely, yeah, and and I probably burned some. I didn't probably I burned some kids out because. Everybody should be as into this as I am. You should be involved in everything. And yes, we're doing all the extra things and, and it's required and, and all of those things. And, and uh, when I got things that I did outside of this classroom and understood the value of that, um, I realized, wow, I better just chill out on this and, and let this not not make it such a, a thing that the kids can't also feel free to do other stuff. Because I, I hadn't realized that 
they kind of mirror what we do, right? We get super stressed about it. We do all that. They're just little mirrors of us. And they were getting stressed and they were ah, panicking and like, wow. We teach by example. And when I was more stuck in a stage of life where band was my identity, I I was putting that onto them too, you know, and it's, it's an unfair expectation when they're 13 or 14 years old, that band is everything to them just because it's everything to me. (laughs) You know, that's, that's not a a developmentally appropriate expectation of a seventh or eighth grader that band means everything. Um, And so yeah, it's it's been great as I've diversified my interests. I've gotten into mountaineering and hiking and I read Harry Potter books in German to improve my German. And the kids know these things about me, you know, they'll they want to ask me how you say something in German or Miss Brandman, what's the tallest mountain you've ever climbed? And we have different conversations about different things outside of band. And it 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 does, it helps to I think deepen the relationship and and um make me more three-dimensional. And them then they open up more about themselves and their other things in life besides their music. And you find out a whole bunch of stuff. And that's so fun. It is so fun. You know, It is. It's fun to see a kid that you see struggling with the bass drum or something and find out literally I have a kid that does amazing crochet and he comes in. It's like you struggle in here, but man, he's, he's an artist when it comes to creating things there. And I never would have done that before. I wouldn't have taken that time because it's all, let me help you play better instead of what else are you interested in? And yeah. And so that awareness is so important. So Andrea, thank you for coming and being a guest today and sharing your wisdom. And I want to thank all you listeners out there, too, for making a difference in kids' lives through the magic of music education every single day. The work you do matters, but so do you. So join us next time on Band Director Bootcamp for another episode of Productivity and Wellness Tips to Make Your Life a Little Easier. <laughs>